0: you ready to receive the Word of God? Awesome. Well, I would like to pray. I need prayer today. (laughs) Father, thank you, God, for the opportunity to preach the forever settled in heaven Word of God, Jesus, today to the people. And Holy Spirit, I sure need your help delivering this, and your people need help receiving it. And only you can do that. Only you can perform that miracle of divine exchange. And so it would be our desire that every single person would receive the word of God, that it would go down deep and that it would bring a harvest in their lives. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So recently, I don't know if you missed me, I was gone for a while but I'm back now and we had an opportunity to go away and take some vacation and we, we love to when we can get back down to Florida because we lived there for a long time. We have friends down there and, and we got to go to all the theme parks and the, and the attractions. It was a really nice time. How many of you realize when you're in Orlando and then when you're in uh, theme parks, reality gets suspended a little bit? It's like not real but human nature doesn't get suspended. People still, you know, show their true colors in places like that. So we're in one of these suspended reality places. And, uh, and so they have a tendency to strongly influence us, don't they? When you're in an environment like everything paints a picture of this is fantasy land, I did not know how badly I needed to build my own custom lightsaber. Man, till I saw these people walking around with it. And so I did not know how badly my daughter needed to build her own custom lightsaber. And so we did that, right? So it's this environment of influence. Are you tracking with me? It's this environment where we're highly influenced. And don't you know, in these places where you're being influenced and and all the smells and the sights and you wanna spend your money and, and do that, that you're also gonna wait, you're gonna learn patience and you're gonna be in some lines. And what do people do now not like when we were young. What do people do now when they're waiting in lines? They have the perfect time passer in their hands. They're scrolling on the device of influence. They're looking at their influencers, right? They're looking at their Insta. They're looking at whatever, uh, Twitter. They're social. And so it's amazing. While you're being influenced in this environment of influence, you're staring at the influencers. And then all the people that want to sell you their product are are taking advantage of this situation. They're trying to get high in your perspective, high in your estimation, right? Can anyone relate to that? Uh, You're being influenced. Well, I want to give you some influencer statistics. You might have, have not heard this. It was new to me as I researched it, and they change every day. But does anyone know who the number one TikTok influencer is? Young people? Nobody? Currently, it's this guy, His names uh, it's not his real name, but his TikTok name is Cabby Lame. You know him. Who's watched him? Yep, she knows. All right. What he does is he silenced, silently pokes fun of other people who did like really bad explainer videos. And it's hilarious. And you'll watch one and then like five hours later, I've watched 3,000 of this. So he's like the number one and he, he's, his rise to influence, his rise to the height was meteoric. Um, how many of you know that there's the number one influencer on YouTube is a channel called T-Series? How many of you watch T-Series? Come on, nobody. So I had no idea what this was and uh, I had to look it up and it's all about Bollywood because you need to obsess over the filmmaking industry in India, right? So Kaby Lame has 151.3 million TikTok followers. T-Series YouTube channel has 227 million subscribers. 227 million subscribers. And then way down the list, but still hugely influential, huge, hugely wildly, um, wildly followed is, is a channel My daughter's favorite channel, she's so excited about this moment in the service, is Dude Perfect. How many Dude Perfect fans? Come on, all right. Yeah, Dude Perfect. They have 58.3 million followers. So for no other reason other than just sheer entertainment, I want us all to watch a Dude Perfect clip. I've edited it down just so it's a little shorter, but let's check that out right now. some paper balls? Yeah, I gotcha. Know what now. Thanks, dude. Don't you wish life was like that? I didn't see what the big deal about the uh, supermarket one was, but did you realize those cans all rolled over the scanner and scanned perfectly? (laughs) Boop, boop, I don't know. How many of you think that's what a pastor's life is like? Everything just goes great for us all the time? No, not so, not so. So that's an example of someone who's wildly influential. They're they're at the top of the income brackets. They make money that most of us could only dream of. And because of the place of influence they have, they have authority in culture. Their voice has weight. How many of us think things would be so much better if our voice was heard a little louder? If we only had more influence, maybe... If we could just get that next promotion on the job, maybe if our social media following would grow to a certain amount, maybe we'd have greater influence. Parents, how many of you just wish you could influence your kids if they just listen to you? Like five times out of 10, right? Husbands, wives, couples, isn't it just the cry of your heart? Can I just influence you, can you hear The cry of my heart, can you see a little deeper into me so that you hear what I have to say? And most of us think if I raise my voice or raise my stature or raise my position, if I could get elevated, maybe that would change. Maybe I would have authority. We're on the heels, on the the cusp of an election and, and all those commercials on TV from the politicians are trying to get into... A high place of influence in our lives because they have a picture for the way the nation should go and they need to get positioned in that place and really if we're honest we all have a picture of how things should be how things might be better in our lives if we could just have some influence and we find ourselves all clamoring to climb to the top of the influence mountain hey look at me i'm up here now i'm important now i have value now i have something to say and you can listen friends god knows that's the desire of your heart he sees he knows every need but today he's inviting us to a different place he's inviting us to a place that's so much better than we think or need He wants us to see what true power and authority is. He wants us to see where it comes from and what it's intended for. We have an invitation to the highest place. And it's all possible because there's one who went before us and made the way. And if we'll keep our eyes on him, if we remain in him, in Jesus and with Jesus, we can be sure, look, things aren't always going to go, dude, perfect but they're always gonna be used for his highest good. Today's portion of the creed says he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. See, it's all about authority. Understanding Jesus has all authority and he's delegated his authority to us, to you, to I, so that he can work through us. Now, throughout history in monarchs, when there's a king, when the king designates a person at the right hand, that person has the same authority as the actual king. Everywhere they go, the king can literally go on a trip to a foreign land and the right hand person can still rule the nation. They can conduct the affairs just as though it was the king. That's a powerful picture of the reality we have in Christ Jesus. See, this part of the creed, it's emphasizing that there's no higher authority than Jesus. He's the second person of the Trinity. He's seated at the Father's right hand over every spiritual power, over angels, over governments, over kingdoms. They're all beneath Jesus and subject to his rule. Let's look in Ephesians 1, what it says about that here, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, that's where our creed statement comes from, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all and then first peter 3 it's a confirmation of this distilled into a shorter version here who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of god with angels authorities and powers having been subjected to him now we need to get a hold of something here today and it's what i've been alluding to so far so that we don't misinterpret we don't misapply what this what this is about and here's where we're going to dig into those fill-ins uh, if you want to fill those in right now, the truth number one, and at, when I opened uh, week one, I talked about how the creed and the, the things that we believe are going to be counter-cultural. They're going to stand in opposition or resistance to what the culture is telling us. So number one, culture models that we gain authority through influence, through TikTok followers. Christ models that, we, that true influence comes from his authority. His authority is where we get influence from. This this next statement, culture models influence through self-promotion. I've got to promote myself and self-elevation. I've got to make myself higher so people can hear in this world. There's the context. There's raising myself up so that people in this world will hear. And then finally, the third statement. These are just the truths that kind of underpin the whole message today. Christ models influence through self-humility, and self-sacrifice. And that promotes the reality of another world, the kingdom of heaven. So let's think about these statements. Let's meditate on this, and let's start to make this shift today. It does not matter who's against you. It does not matter what life throws at you. You don't have to elevate yourself. You have the one who is for you, Jesus who took the penalty of sin for you and who is constantly praying for you in the highest place of all. You have the best representative in the best place that you could ever ask for, dream of, hope, or imagine, Hebrews 8.1. Now the point in what we're saying is this, we have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. Hebrews 7, 25, consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Listen, we struggle with that, but know that God is able. God is able, and he will do it for you. Salvation, everything you need, life, godliness, to promote and share the gospel, to live your life as a witness, to be empowered, it's all been accomplished and for those who look closely here who draw near to god through him we draw near to god through jesus and the position that jesus is and there he acts as the intermediary as the intercessor as the go-between so that we can be near him hebrews 12 2 so our encouragement is look up look up looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I love that little passage because it kind of shows you the pathway. The cross, the shame, and the joy that pulls you heavenward. There's no heavenly experience without first a death to self, a death on the cross. Hey, has anyone ever showed you perhaps a better way to do something, something simple. They taught you a way that uh, you didn't realize, and after that you had this aha moment, like, wow, that's fantastic, thank you. That helped me so much. You know, I didn't know I needed to take the gas cap off before putting the, yeah, that's, you know. So there are things like that where people have, have taught me something and I've been like, thank you so much. See, Jesus has a better way if we'll just listen The light's going to go off today for some of you. He's inviting us to a better way. Have you ever tried to help someone see a different way of doing something? Maybe parents, your kids, you're like, no, you got to do it this way. And they just said, no, thanks. (laughs) Not doing that. Doesn't that just break your heart? how god must just be burdened when he says i have a i have a better way i have a place for you and if you'll just let go of your path and your ambition right i was reminded of a time where i was on a missions trip doing gospel big band music in poland and uh and i like to show people how to do things some things a better way so uh, being a worship musician and kind of an audio tech techie guy uh, we teach our team up here to wrap the cords so, so they're neat and nicely dressed, but there's a way that I prefer that they do it, and it's kind of this over-under method, and uh, it's, it, it looks neat. It trains the cord to lay there in a nice way so it's not messy, but the real key is then you can just throw it out and it's totally untangled. How many of you can't stand when you get those Christmas lights out and you're going to put them on the tree and it's an hour worth of untangling? So this. Wrapping method saves that problem, so we're not spending, you know, hours untangling chords. So I was, I was we, were fi- we finished a concert, and we were breaking down, and these, these audio guys that only spoke Polish, and I only speak English, I see them rapping chords, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I gotta I got show you how to do this. So the, there's really no language communicating going on, but there's a show and tell thing. So I said, hey, can I show you something? So I grabbed this cord over, under, <laughs> over, under, throw it out. See how beautiful that is? This was the comic moment, one of the comic moments of my lifetime. He picked up a cord, wrapped it twice as fast as me in some other fashion and slung it out and it did the exact thing, same thing my cord did. He's like, trust me, I got this. You know, my way is better. I felt so humiliated. I was just like, oh, thank you. I'll be leaving now. This happens, right? We think we have the way, and God's like, let me just show you Jesus. Let me just point you to the cross for a minute. Colossians 3one if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God we have been raised with Christ and so the challenge is for us to seek the things that are higher Revelation 3:21, the one who conquers I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as i also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne again this is a clue this is a breadcrumb how did jesus accomplish this he humbled himself he went to the cross and that's how he did it what is it that we are conquering well we're conquering the lust of the flesh and the pride of life those daily desires that want to elevate us higher than we should We're conquering the flesh. We're taking the road less traveled. We're taking the high road of love. And when we do these things, when we submit our will and minds to the heart of God, to the truth of his word in these matters, then what will happen is our eyes will be opened and we'll look around and all of a sudden, heaven is our dwelling. We're in the throne room of God. We're in the presence of God and we're aware of our high calling and our position in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.6, as we see for the first time what this means, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now I wanna take these, a couple words that are key to all these passages we're looking at and what the creed says, I just maybe go word for word here. We're gonna look at the word heaven, we're going to look at the word seated, and then we're going to look at kind of this right or right hand of God phrase. Are you still with me? Getting anything out of this so far? Awesome. So heaven, heaven, uh, a lot of times we think that's just the sweet by and by, that's where we go, you know, after this life. But heaven, you have to see it as a reality that's now, and it's a place that's higher in influence. It's a place that's, higher in influence than the earth realm and see what happens in heaven or as Jesus taught the kingdom of heaven that's real the kingdom of heaven is reality what we see is a little bit of of a a menagerie it's a it's a false it's it's a picture of what reality is so the earth realm is a mirror to the eternal kingdom and so the earth and our lives are temporary this your earth suit's not going to last forever You're going to perish, but your spirit's going to go on forever. And so to win back the earth realm, creation that had fallen into sin, the perfect God-man, Jesus, he had to make the reality of heaven an earthly reality. The lamb slain from before the foundations had to come to earth in time and space to complete the transaction. Pastor Jim talked about that last week, what that's about. And so... Listen to this truth here, authority in the natural only comes from authority in the spiritual, right? So if you're in the place of heaven seated with him, then you have authority that will then outflow into the reality of this earth. On earth as it is in where? Heaven. Amen. And so that's a little bit about heaven. It's it's a deep subject. But then let's look at, okay, what does it mean to be seated? What what does this word look like? Seated is both literal and it's figurative. When we elect a senator or a congressman or whatever, we're electing them to fill a seat, right, in the Senate or the House. That doesn't mean they sit there 24-7 and never go home. But that seat is a position of authority, they represent, they're supposed to represent the people. Did you realize that? They're supposed to represent you. It means they're seated in a position of authority. So being seated in the heavenlies for us is both positional and a transaction that is has occurred. So the biblical language, if we if we dig down into that, the word when the word seat or seated is used, it has various expressions. Not just I'm gonna sit down on that chair it means settled right that means it's done it is finished it's established seated means it's established well established or it can mean positioned you are positioned in a place of authority so one of heaven's pictures that's modeled and we could traverse back to the the old covenant and the scrolls uh, to see this in the Pentateuch, but the tabernacle that was fashioned is a, pic- is a picture of what really goes on in heaven, okay? So the earthly tabernacle uh, is something called the mercy seat. Are you familiar with the mercy seat? It's also known as the atonement cover. And so it's the place where the atonement sacrifice was offered, and those were animal sacrifices but they're a type of the one sacrifice, Jesus. It's also, this is beautiful, this is where God communicated the law to Moses. What did Jesus say? I have come to do what? Fulfill the law. So he's the fulfillment of that picture. We're still talking about being seated. Jesus said, I've come to fulfill the law. So he's saying, I am seated. I am the ongoing once and for all mercy seat sacrifice. And guess what? You're invited there. You're invited to come boldly before the throne of grace to receive grace, mercy, help in time of need. So the word seat or seated there also connects very dynamically to the word right or right hand, which is another part of this. And it's through the seated position of Jesus as the atoning sacrifice for all sin that offers us right standing right? Because of his position, we are now right. So don't think of it as just the right hand versus the left. Let's look at what right means. It's both positionally as well as metaphorically for power and authority. Right means straight path, on the right path. Seek first the kingdom of God and his Righteousness, the Amplified says his, his way of doing and being what? Right, it also means uncorrupted. When something is right, it's pure, it's uncorrupted, it's, it's untainted. So when you study this out, it's not just maybe left hand, right hand, it's about position, it's about power, it's about authority, and it's what's been extended to us as believers. I'm so glad. I don't think you're as excited about this as I am. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is the power of God into salvation. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God into salvation. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when we're right with him, we have his power. Right standing equals power and authority. We have no power in ourselves this isn't any type of carnal manipulation or witchcraft this is delegated authority from the king of kings and the lord of lords and we are his servants empowered by the holy spirit to do what to expand the kingdom of god not to climb our social media ladder not to build our wealth but to expand the kingdom of god now this power here He gives us power to get wealth, according to Deuteronomy 8.18, isn't that amazing? When you're at the right standing with him, when you're at the right hand, you have his power. So he gives you power to get wealth, to plunder the kingdom of darkness, to become trophies of his grace, radiating the riches and glory that we have in Christ Jesus. Can I just tell you, it's so much more than dollars and cents, so much more. We have a never ending supply available for kingdom expansion. The kingdom's going to grow through you. He's going to touch your neighbor, he's going to touch your family. He's going to touch everything that your life is involved in right now. Another word, power. He gave us power, the right or the right standing to become the sons of God. Amen. Romans 8:12. He gave us power to be witnesses, to be witnesses, to be martyrs, to lay down our lives. For his kingdom. I want to shift gears here. We're gonna we're gonna transition into the, the final part of this message on communion. If you don't have the elements, I want to invite you to just slip up your hand. Make sure uh, the ushers see you so you can get those. So I've been doing a deep dive into Leviticus. You probably think, Wow, that's really nerdy. Why would you do that? Uh, but I'm listening to a podcast of of, of brilliant scholars who know way more than me and when you start to put together the pictures of what jesus taught and how he lived and what the sacrifices were about it's it's beautiful and we can see this picture that all the sacrifices the the hebrew language there for for offering and sacrifice just means it's a bringing near gift it's a bringing near gift so that he can be near to us And see, all the gifts and sacrifices were offered so that the presence of God would dwell in the tabernacle in the center of the people of God, in the midst of the people of God. And now his sacrifice has brought you near so that he can dwell in the center of you as a believer, in the center of us as the body. So this is the picture of heaven that is reality. Jesus, the blameless, an unblemished sacrifice has been offered for us so we can re enter his perfect presence. The angel with a flaming sword that stood guard at the Garden of Eden when sin entered the fall of man and the first family was cast out. That angel's not there anymore. The fire of the Holy Spirit is calling us to come into the Holy of Holies where all our flesh, all our carnal desires are burned away and we can come in boldly and experience his perfect presence. It's all because of this. We present our bodies as a living sacrifice as we lay our lives down just like Jesus did. And there's nothing that we did that accomplished that. It was done for you and now the invitation is is there. And this is what Jesus did. He disarmed principalities and powers through the work of the cross and through his shed blood, having descended again, Pastor Jim talked about that last week, descended to the heart of the earth. The transaction was made complete when he ascended back to his position of authority at the right hand of the Father. Jesus came down He came into time and space. He became God with us. Emmanuel, he descended. He made himself low. He humbled himself even to the point of death on the cross. So get this. Jesus always models for us what he requires from us. Jesus models for us what he requires from us. So we must follow him in that example. We have to leave our place of perceived authority, We have to leave the earth realm, our flesh, right? We have to enter into his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of the unseen. And listen, I want to invite you to put that on your daily to-do list. Ah, I got to step off the throne again. I got to stop trying to position myself high. I need to make myself low so that I can find myself in the place he's invited me to, the highest place, seated at the right hand of the Father with him. See, when we do that, we'll have freedom. That's true freedom. You want to get free? This is true freedom. We'll have confidence. You want boldness in your walk with the Lord. This gives you confidence. You have assurance. You won't be worried ever again. Am I going to heaven or not? Is this thing real? Am I really saved? There's no condemnation. Romans eight thirty four. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Hebrews one three, he's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of God. On high you hold in your hands the elements that represent the reality of what Jesus did for you that it's a finished work this is the place that we've been invited into surrounded by the glory of God being sustained and surrounded by the one who holds the universe This is the place where his word will saturate your life and will give you all the power and authority you need to overcome the evil one, to be a witness to the world for Christ. And you don't have to ever post a single video to TikTok. You don't have to be a YouTube influencer. You just have to say yes to Jesus. Does anyone want to say yes to Jesus today? Hebrews 10, 12. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Get this. It's a done deal. The word is forever settled in heaven. Your salvation has been procured. Your healing has been procured. You just have to accept it and receive it by faith today so as we hold up these elements i love to just hold them up as just an act of worship this is holy it's a holy time it's something separate it's something only we do as believers the rest of the world doesn't know this oh that they would know the power of the shed blood of jesus and the broken body Your sins are forgiven you. You've been made a new creation in Christ Jesus. And it doesn't stop there. He's given you all authority over the enemy. And he's given you the power of the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit, yes, to speak in tongues. Yes, to prophesy. Yes, to lay hands on the sick. But yes, to say no to the sinful dictates of the flesh. And to say yes to the will of God for your life. So I'm going to hold off on receiving. You don't have to keep your hands up if they're tired. But I want to make sure everyone has opportunity. You've never said yes to Jesus Christ. You've never invited him to be your Lord and Savior. I want to pray a prayer, and I want us to pray it together today to make sure that that transaction, everything I've talked about that's already done, is available to you when you say yes. Secondly, some of you need to recommit that this is the reality that you want to participate in. That you're not playing games anymore you're not just trying to go to church and be religious but you want to go all in and give your life up for christ again those are the two offers on the table and i would say take them take them so i want to invite everyone to say a prayer together in agreement before we receive the elements just repeat after me dear lord jesus i know that i'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus name. Amen. Now in this holy moment right now, will you receive the elements, the broken body, the shed blood of Jesus? Before I pray and close here today. I want you to know that after every service there's prayer at the altar and i want to encourage you to avail yourself to pray with someone if you prayed that prayer for the first time today and you meant it come down there'll be someone that can help walk you through the next steps to making a confession for christ and if you just need encouragement that yes i rededicated my life please come down i receive prayer also want to make mention that back in the back of the sanctuary if you're a first second third time guest and you haven't really made a connection with anyone here our deacons are waiting there to meet with you. A pastor uh, might, might connect with you back there. We just want to get to know you, tell you a little bit more about uh, the church you've been vi- visiting. This has been good for me. Ha- has anyone got anything out of this today? Thank you. Well, let me just pray over you, and then we'll be released. Father, I thank you for your word that it's true how, how powerful and holy, and enriching and nourishing it is for us, Lord. I just rebuke the enemy who would come and try to steal the seed of the word right now. And we just declare boldly that there would be a harvest, a 30, a 60, a 100-fold harvest on the word of God, that in, in weeks and months and years and generations to come, we would see people winning others for Christ, and we would see thousands upon thousands upon thousands coming to know the Lord that revival would truly come to this nation and we would usher in the second coming of Christ Jesus. We know even so quickly, come Jesus, you're coming soon. Find us serving you, find us following you, find us seated in heavenly places with you today. I thank you for that. I pray that everyone goes out and is blessed today and they find favor and grace with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're released.